0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: If I ventured in the slipstream,
2: this episode of Inside Golf Podcast is brought to you by Rub Pure Sports. Having the time of my life over there. Continue to be humbled and proud of the community that we are building. The discourse around Tory Pines this morning. Electric stuff. We've got some folks on the grounds. A lot of weather stuff. A lot of caddy stuff in there. Plus, it's just the most fun place to talk golf. It's an active golf community. You can ask me anything. That's where I'm posting all my info, all my nuggets, all my articles. So rumpuresports.com promo code Andy to get you that 15% discount. We've got a golf only option. Try it out for a week and shoot me a message in that discord. If you do Let me know how I can help you get acquainted in any way possible, because we would love to have you as part of that community. All right. Coming up on this podcast, Brian Kersher, my best bud. We're going to talk about Tory Pines, golf, life, football. It's all here. So without further ado, let's bring on Brian. All right. Brian Kersher is here. My best friend, uh, host (laughs) host of the Tap and Birdie podcast. You know, I'm so delighted to have you join me on Tory Pines Week. This is my third podcast of the day, so but I I still feel like I have a plethora of takes to get out that I've been saving for you. But thank you so much for joining me today, man. How's your uh, How's your Monday afternoon going?
3: It's good. You know, you know, back into the grind of the uh, the old work week. You know, classic boss needs up and done before the end of the day, we kind of had to push this back a little bit. So I apologize for being a, a corporate slave. But, you know, it's, it's crazy you called me your best friend because someone on Twitter yesterday actually questioned your friendship to me and was like, are you are you like actually friends with this guy, Brian, Andy, and just randomly tagged you? So I don't know what that was about, but um, there, there were some questions on Twitter as to whether or not we were actually friends.
2: That guy's actually a really nice guy by the way, Joseph. He's like a big supporter of my content, um, RPS guy too. So shout out to Joseph. I really like just yeah. I think you're I think this is a you problem. Like I think this yeah. is people okay. people just look at your Twitter activity and are like is this guy insane? Cuz you yeah, know cuz because- Natalie Natalie just joined Twitter mainly to troll me. And she sent me a couple texts like, "Hey, I was just on Twitter." Like is Brian okay? Like is, <laughs> like is he all
1: right?
3: Like yeah. he just nonstop paragraph tweeting about like the American <laughs> Express, like getting into arguments with live bots. But the thing about the amateur that wasn't about because I j- it was like an it's like that that scene in Anchorman when uh, Veronica says, "Yeah, I wanted to be to be an anchor." And Ron Burgundy's like, I I thought that was a joke. Like, I thought we were joking about that. Like, I actually wrote that down in my novel and and said, that's a really funny joke. I genuinely didn't think that Dunlap wouldn't get the money. I I thought that was genuinely not a serious thing. But that's truly one of the most egregious things I've ever heard, uh, that he didn't get paid out for beating a full man field of professional golfers as a 20 year old.
2: Okay. So let's, let's start there a little bit. Um, we could do a little Amex recap. You had Burns. I was terrified to text you during ah. that final stretch. I, I played golf and got back when Burns was on 15, 16. Um, so one of the first shots that I saw him hit was the water ball on 17 and I wasn't looking at the live odds throughout the day, but how are you feeling like during the middle part of that round, your confidence in Burns was hedging ever in the realm of possibility for you just to give the listeners some context? Nick Dunlop wins the American <laughs> Express. He becomes the first amateur to win on the PGA Tour in over 30 years. It's this wild story. He's 400 to one, 500 to one. Um, And he's playing in the final group with Justin Thomas and Sam Burns, which I think between the two of them have a combined 20 wins on tour. And, and Burns was your guy.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, that was a, that was a tough one, but at the end of the day, he didn't birdie two of the par fives. And, you know, at that point um, he was even with Dunlap playing the final two holes, which were really tough. Um, holds hardest on the course, so I think it would have been a like it sucked, but it would have been a lot worse if Burns had a two-stroke lead at mm-hmm. that point, and he really like had the tournament in his grasp. I mean, anything could happen. He could have lost on 18 or 17, even you know, with pars the way Dunlap was playing. But I mean, that was just an absolutely incredible performance. I know you. Um, said you were golfing, but the guy's wedge game was unbelievable. Like it seemed yeah. anytime he had 80 to a hundred yards, he just absolutely stuck it. But you know, it kind of started how it happened exactly how I needed. Like he made a double and Sam Burns made a birdie. Like I couldn't ask for anything much better than that. But I mean, to do something that hasn't been done since 1991 and the last guy that did it was a top 10, top 15 golfer of all time, six-time major champion, like truly one of the most prolific winners, most talented golfers to ever play the game. With how many amateurs actually play PGA Tour events, it's unbelievable. And these amateurs that are coming up, it's like there are just too many to choose from. Like no one Mm -hmm. knows who's going to be the next guy. And for him to do that um, was, was incredible.
2: So you've had Sahith uh, second place at the Century, Benion, uh, yeah, in brutal fashion loses in a playoff at the Sony Open, and now Sam Burns is, what, probably the tournament favorite for four hours on Sunday before hitting one in the water on 17 to lose. Did you make money? Were you able to make money <laughs> off of any, any of those, no, any of no, those tickets? No, and.
3: Sony was terrible. I know I told the story, but I hedged on Keegan. Oh,
4: like, yeah, you know, I like, had yeah. Keegan
3: and hedged so, on Benny Benioff. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> it was like that was even a double whammy. But I <laughs> said, I'm like, I'm not hedging this week just because anything could happen. And to lose an outright and then lose your hedge is, is you know, it's okay. At the end of the day, you know, Nick Saban said it on the broadcast. You weren't watching, but he literally, they were like, you know, how, how do you, you know, how do you manage your expectations in this moment? What should Dunlap focus on? And he's like, it's about the process. It's not about the end result. And I was like, hell yeah, Nick Saban. It's about the process, you know? And, you know, you just got to put yourself in the mix like Rory at majors and eventually (laughs) you'll get one. Uh, But yeah, I mean, tough start to the year, but I think you would agree with this since we're so deep into golf betting. When someone um, wins over 100 to one, it's almost better because you never would have bet them in a million yeah. years you tip your where if cap. someone, yeah. Like where if someone wins under a hundred, you could always talk yourself into why you should have been on him mm-hmm. and, you know, people you don't like in the industry like are on him and that makes it worse. So when no one's <laughs> on a winner and it's like 400 to one, it makes it a little bit
2: better. I would agree. I think, we're both seeing the board. Well, I didn't really have a guy super in the mix. I was not on Burns or JT, although I talked about them on pods and thought about those. Yep. Chuck, um, but Vic, Vic lap the shit out of that one. Like,
3: I think, but, I think we both said JT would play well, but he couldn't win. So yeah, that's a right. big check. Right. Both. We
2: were both like JT could play well at the MX, definitely in the range of outcomes. Yep. Uh, but I think we were talking about this a little bit this morning too, is We've seen these three pretty large long shot winners in the first three weeks. I think Chris Kirk was like 150. Grayson was in the 300, 400 range. Nick Dunlop in the 300, 400 range. Do you think this lasts or do you think this is a, a little bit of a blip in the radar? Because I have an opinion on this, but I'd like to hear your take first.
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of went back to uh, to golf odds archives and just kind of looked and kind of saw. Is that a website? Yeah, you could look up historical golf odds from any tournament. Um, It's a good resource. I that out. I couldn't find anything other than in like twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Two guys from the field won. So back in the day, they didn't give odds for every single person. Only half the field had odds, and the other half was in the field. So there was, you know. Amex, you know, has a lot of long shot winners, but never could I see a long shot winning Century, a long shot winning Sony and a long shot winning Amex, like all three long shots and the PGA tour like used to suck. There used to be like, no, not as much talent as there is today. So Mm -hmm. no, I don't think it's possible for this to go on, but I think it's just a good reminder of how random golf is and how random 72 hole tournaments are and how there are so many talented golfers out there that could get hot for four days and and win and also i mean live won, obviously right Um, rom would have won all three of these events (laughs) right bryson would have right and and it's it's also
2: live also wins because nick dunwap is not is like not good So it's also you can also vick lap the PGA tour being weak because how could they let an amateur win?
3: Exactly. No, I mean (laughs) they they truly. I mean the the live season didn't even start, and they've already made a massive impact on the PGA tour this year. But I think moral um, of the story is no. If this keeps happening, I mean that would be pretty incredible, and I think you know we both agree if it
2: happened this week that would would
3: really be – we would need some soul-searching to happen.
2: It would be a major surprise for me if it happened this week, mainly because of the golf course. Um, And that's nothing to take away from the awesomeness of the victories from Grayson and Chris Kirk and Nick Dunlop. But Tory Pines is going to have a way lower greens and regulation percentage in all three of those courses. Uh, and what happens when you have a lower greens and regulation percentage, less putting variance, right? This is a golf course that typically rewards tee to green skill a lot more than the previous three courses that we've seen. And, and what happens when you reward tee to green skill? Well, it just so happens that the best players in the world are also really good from tee to green. So that's why you typically tend to see better winners at Tory Pines, uh, as opposed to kind of the 600 to one long shots that you've seen at the Amex in the past, Tory Pines has had actually six of the last 10 have been under 25 to one. So that could potentially, yeah. hopefully be a good harbinger for us this week. And with that being said, I think these odds are terrible. I mean, I really yeah. do. And it's really frustrating because you have to imagine that the books have made a killing off of these exactly. last three weeks. I mean, Scheffler, third, I think it was BetMGM, but- 31% of their exposure was on Scotty Scheffler at a putting contest. Like, I what are you guys doing? They got to be printing money off these events. And they're, they're putting Xander Shoffley at nine to one. I, I, something doesn't add up to me. It doesn't feel fair.
3: Yeah, no. And, you know, every single week, some majority of people hit out, right? Whether or not they're in our golf Twitter bubble. But, you know, that is a loss for books. They're definitely still profitable, for the week. But the fact that legitimately nobody no one yeah. has hit an outright, some people like Chris Kirk, I'm sure, maybe one, but like we're talking about less than, I don't, I want to be conservative, less than 20 people in total in the entire United States had Grayson Murray and Nick Dunlap. Like they have couldn't have won more money these past two weeks. But in all seriousness, and I, I know we were joking about it before. But Rom not being here certainly hurts um the odds and in, in true um all honesty, because he would be four five to one, All these yeah. guys that we want to bet would be pushed up. I think yeah, he hurts I, the
2: odds. He doesn't hurt my excitement about the event.
3: Yeah, no, i I totally agree. But I think this is a scenario where what we like to do in in betting on golf, like I just don't think the odds board is super attractive this week and you know if you want a top guy you're gonna have to pay up for him and i personally don't love a lot of these mid-range guys that are normally pretty easy for me to bet no one is really striking me fancy and so it's just kind of a tough betting board to be uh completely honest
2: we'll get to the mid-range because there are a bunch of mid-range guys i want to talk to as well but let's just talk xandra can't lay home on murakawa Gun to your head. Yeah. You ha- I know you're foregoing the range. I'm probably not, although I don't feel great about it. But you have to pick one of those four guys. Who do you think in a vacuum is most likely to win between those four?
3: Yeah. So I actually don't think I'm foregoing this range. Um, I definitely am
2: betting you're at least you, Homer, Morikawa, I
3: would imagine. Yeah. That. No, a hundred percent. I really like Colin this yeah. week. I-, I know you, um, you like him as well. But this is actually a place that he's played well at in his two appearances. He was good at the U.S. Open. And last year, I went back, because I remember Colin vividly, for whatever reason, missing a ton of putts at this tournament last year and only finishing two strokes behind the leader. Mm -hmm. And I went back on it. He made a lot of long to mid-range putts, but he really struggled inside 10 feet.
2: Here, toughest course Um, on tour inside 10 feet. Yeah, yeah. So,
3: I think you know, the way he hit the ball at TOC, the way he hit the ball here last year, his ability to make some longer putts here. And I really like the fact that he won Zozo. I don't think I'm on Colin if he didn't win the Zozo, but I think that instilled a lot of confidence in him that he didn't have given how long he went without a win. And I just think this is an event. That he can win. So I like him the most out of these guys um, up top with Homa as a clear second.
2: And if you just zoom out and say all these numbers kind of stink, but which one stinks the least, you could probably make the easiest case for Colin. I mean, I don't understand how Colin... I mean, Xander hasn't won in 18 months. Colin just won the Zozo and has won... He's just been a more pro... Prolific higher win rate yep. than Xander over his career, and actually has like just a stro- stronger course history yep. than Xander, to be honest. Because Xander used to struggle here a bunch at the beginning. Question for you My only concern on Colin is, and there's a counterpoint to this too that I could raise because you could look at this both ways. We're recording this on Monday afternoon. I'm driving up to San Diego on Wednesday morning. From my understanding, I believe I sent a video to you guys in the group chat from one of my buddies that lives in L- I mean, we're talking extreme flooding. I'm in LA and it's been raining for three days straight from my understanding. Similar deal in San Diego. It's not going to rain once the tournament starts, but in the 24, 48 hours leading into it, it's going to be super, super wet and soggy. Um, so the golf course is going to play really, really yep. long. Yep. Does that concern you a little bit more about Colin? The fact that a seventy-seven hundred yeah. yard golf course is now going to play like eight thousand yards.
3: Yeah. Can I give some like strokes gain? You know, tee time strokes gain, wet golf course. I and you know this will you know go into later showdown strategies and and wave flips. But I got I want guys to start on the north because mm-hmm. the South is longer and it will be um, more dry by the time we get to right so I I'm almost positive that Colin starts on the North course so I like that for him um I I will get my intern to confirm that I right can now. I can
2: pull that up too I actually got the media email buddy so I can give so, it all I can give it all to you man I can give you. you the interviews schedule too also Colin, Flying under the radar this week in terms of Michael Kim gets an interview on Tuesday. Yeah. Keegan Bradley gets an interview. I love Xander it. Xander gets an interview. No interview for Colin Morikawa yeah. this I, week. I can, I
3: can confirm my intern just uh, let me know <laughs> that he does start on the North Course along with Sahith, Cantley, Ludwig, Rose, Decky, um, Sepp, Harrying. So, But do you agree with that take? Because I was marinating on that all day.
2: Yeah, so I would absolutely tend to agree with you. I would want the I would want guys to play North first, uh, because that golf course is five hundred yards shorter. Yep, and so it's even if it's wet and the ball isn't rolling as much, it's not going to play as long. The other counterpoint to the fact that wet a wet golf course may be good for Colin is the fairways are going to be easier to hit if it's wet. It's not going to be rolling as far. So these super, super narrow fairways that are typically impossible to hit, you're not going to get as much rollout out of the fairways. You're not going to get as many balls rolling into a and So that's going to make the fairways play wider. And you want the fairways to play a little wider for somebody like Colin Morikawa and not have it be so much of a crapshoot. Because under normal conditions at Torrey Pines, Accuracy kind of gets devalued, right? Because it's like even the most accurate players, it's a 50-50 proposition for even the most accurate guys if you're hitting fairways with how narrow these are. And that's how you get the O'Kill and winged foot where distance really matters. If the fairways play a little wider because of the wetness, that can actually play into Colin's hands. And I think the good thing about Colin too is like he's one of the best long iron players out of the rough in the world too. So Colin doesn't, have to hit a million fairways to still win at Tory Pines. So I, I think I'm with you. Like I'm leaning Colin uh, slightly over Homa as we stand here on Monday afternoon. But I mean I I just I, I really strongly oppose the Xander Cantley thing at the top because I I was telling you in our group chat on Sunday afternoon Cantley left such a bad taste in everyone's mouth with that 76 he shot it what
3: happened extra. like genuinely that is embarrassing
2: i haven't done the deep dive on it to figure out what exactly it was <laughs> he lost strokes in every major category which is more concerning than like if he had a couple bad holes it was he just he made a lot of bogeys like it wasn't one he didn't yeah. have an eight or a nine on any holes it was kind of a slow burn which you know it, it kind of almost reminded us of that can't lay around at the traveler member yeah. where sometimes the guy just gets body yeah. snatched.
3: Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he could have been out with the CEOs the night before, you know, looking at investments and,
2: Apollo, and, th- and
3: a, new, yeah. a new sponsors and stuff. But um, yeah, no, that was an embarrassing round. And I, I also, his course history here is not anything special. Like, I think he, I think he top 20 at the U S open here, but other than right. that, he has not been good at the farmer's insurance open.
2: Okay. So Ludvig, Sungjae, Minwoo, Jason Day, Finow, Keegan, Sahith. I will. St- I'll. I'll say this. I think Sahith at forty is the best number, but in the sense of, do any of these guys make me so inclined to click them over just paying up for Homa home Colin? especially if I could do Homa or Colin and then get the guy that I want at 50 to one, probably going to forego this whole range. But if I had okay. to make a bet in here, it would be Sahith or Finau 28.
3: Yeah. I mean, th- again, this is kind of what I was talking about. This range just is, does not excite me at all. I'm actually completely out on Ludwig this week. Um, I don't think his long iron game is strong enough. And Fair I take.
2: Just, yeah. Like, I
3: just don't, I don't think, ludwig is is it this week sunjay locked to finish t7 absolute <laughs> mortal like he will finish t7 this week that's a guarantee Minwoo, i'm fading Minwoo. if i could get a sunjay over Minwoo matchup, like i'm all in on that Min kyle's Woo, not
2: gonna love this what's your no, beef we, with Min when, when this you life? were
3: on your podcast we legit argued about Minwoo for like 20 minutes
2: but i just
3: the guys are terrible iron player and i don't think this is the course that um you could do that at and you know some of his better results have been on more wide open you know courses like i just i don't yeah like oak hill where he finished top 20 we were arguing about it like he lost four strokes on on Mm -hmm. on approach and legitimately gained like 10 around the green and putting you can do that here but even when like leash and Reed won, they still gained on approach so yeah. Minwoo, for whatever reason, is just extremely overvalued in the betting market because he like posts Instagram reels and stuff. Like, I'm in at the U.S. Open at 80 to one, but I don't think Minwoo is a profitable, like, bet, like long term at at these odds, in my opinion.
2: You know, I would have thought I would have if I was putting out odds of who you would like this week, I would have expected to see more. Okay. Two guys. I would have expected to see more interest in day out of you because you were on day last week. And mm. now he's going to a course where he's been awesome at. And I would expect, to, I would have have expected you to jump on Zalatoris at 50 to one as well.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I day to me, I don't I think him and Rose are kind of in the category of they had a really good year last year, they had you know some wins, like they both won an event. I'm just not super hot on either of them, you know getting another win this year, um, especially at these odds. I mean day you know makes all the sense in the world. He's been playing decent this year, and you know he's amazing here. I just don't like it. and Zal, I don't think he's ready to win. And I
2: agree. I think I he's going to play well this week, but I don't think, I think this is too soon for him to win.
3: I also think that, you know, I was legitimately there when he got injured and it was because he was hitting, like taking lashes out of the rough. Yeah. And I think a more new wave Zalatoris post injury might do better on more wide open Ooh. courses, and he's not the most accurate dri- a driver no. at all, like, no. he's really not. So, I just don't like the idea, fresh off a back injury, of him like hacking six and seven irons out of the rough. Um, this week, but you know, you know, later on, you know, some other events I think he can play well at, but I Think that because the same thing happened last year. I don't know if you remember. Like, he played really well at TOC, decent yeah. showing at Amex, and missed the cut here. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's the Zalatoris of 2022 uh, anymore, to be honest.
2: I think it's a good situation to monitor. Like, he looked better last week at the Amex, and he's going to, you're going to have, if Zalatoris starts continuing to show signs of life. There are a bunch of great Zalatoris courses coming up yeah. that you could that you could also bet them at. I love them at Riviera. I love yep. them at Bay Hill. Bay Hill is basically like the Bermuda version of Tory Pines. So I agree with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna just continue to take a little bit of a wait and see approach on Zalatoris. Um, have you made any other bets? No, I haven't.
3: That? I haven't been a single person. Okay. So week. can
2: I sell you on Harry English? Like, I, no,
3: you know, I'm down. He won the 2021 US Open at Torrey Pines. Like <laughs> we all know that he also won <laughs> at
2: Winged, Winged Foot. Foot. Um, Only guy also- in the field to finish top five at both.
3: Also won um at laCC. like this is a three time u s. Open champion. We love what um, we're talking English. about. um, no, it it makes sense. You know, he's good here. you know, playing great, here, like golf. like playing has he been? real has he? yeah, he finished okay. top
2: fifteen at both Century and Sony, yeah. and hit the ball well both times. So he's starting to trend back in the right direction. He's a proven winner. I think it's the type of guy where it's like, oh, Harris English wins this event. Like no one's surprised, I don't think. And I think there's good value on him at 50. I think there's good value on him at 50. I would rather trust English more than like these guys I like for DFS purposes, but like Jaeger and Ryan Fox and Nikolai Hojgaard and Moronk, like Harris English has been there done that had a lot of success on these on these types of courses so like i think it gets it gets bleak real quick yeah i, I, I don't heard. i don't think that i think that's why there's more justification for just paying up for homer Morakali even if you don't love the prices because are you do you are you really want to bet a bunch of guys in the hundreds at tory pines right no. even the luke less year brian People forget about the Luke Less year. I know people he was forget. like people forget. I know he was like 75 to one. Luke Les was number one in everybody's model. I remember yeah, doing made, content a that week. Yeah, everybody loved Luke Less that week. Um, so you know, we know what skill set works at Tory Pines. And I don't, I mean, we can talk about some long shots, but I don't think many of these guys are gonna be the last man standing on Sunday.
3: Yeah, no. Um in, in all honesty, I I like your Harris English show. Like he's been playing well. He's played well here in the past. He's played well on similar golf courses. Like I like it. I can be convinced on um Harry English. What do you I I'm gonna I think Seps Rock is gonna be yeah. really popular this week.
2: Huh. So um, have you seen like what are cause I've gone from a bunch of different shows this morning. So What are people doing on Twitter this morning? Like, what are I think? People are betting
3: Shraka, Minwoo, Keegan. We didn't even talk about Keegan. We We didn't talk about talk about
2: Keegan. I think we both feel the same way about Keegan, is we love Keegan. I bet him at the Sony. I thought he looked great at the Sony, but is Keegan gonna contend two weeks in a row? Counterpoint. Keegan said, and this stuck with me. Keegan was like yeah, I basically just figured out if I want to make the Ryder Cup team, I just have to make the decision impossible for them and just win a shit yeah. ton of tournaments on the PGA Tour. So do I think that Keegan is going to potentially win like two random tournaments on the PGA Tour this year? Yes, So I do. My
3: thing about Keegan is that I actually um I feel bad for him because if he won Sony he would have been on the President's Cup team cuz yeah. the President's Cup they kind of throw some guys bones mm-hmm. for the final two spots like they give a lot of um you know veteran guys like they put Kisner on it they put a lot of guys that maybe should have been on the Ryder Cup team mm-hmm. I think if Keegan Bradley wins once this season he will be on the President's Cup team I, I don't think he'll right. be on the Bethpage team I think there's actually a less than 10% chance he makes Beth Page. There's just no way um, with these guys coming out of college that like their fairway finder is like 185 ball speed. But I do think he could be on the president's cup team, which would be good enough for him. 30 to one. I mean, he's really good here to be completely honest. And he's playing really well. And again, he's very motivated by the win. He definitely could have won last year. He putts well here. Great long iron player, pretty accurate off the tee. I don't hate it. I really don't hate Keegan at thirty, 30 to one this week.
2: Keegan Bradley can win, so like we'll Wolfick, clap the shit out of that. Either one.
3: way, yeah, Either way, he, is a good play.
2: Yeah, can win. I think Shane Lowry is a decent DFS play. Wet, soggy, windy. You wince your face. Wendy, can. You're just. You've never yeah. been a. You've never been a Lowry guy. You've never been.
3: No, Lowry I mean guy. after he like killed me at RBC Heritage,
2: you'd rather uh, bet Bo Hostler, wouldn't you?
3: No, I'm actually out on Bill Haas. Um, he, sh- he actually finished the round under par, but I, I think he's a permanent blacklist. He's not going to win. And I'm out on guys that have never won on the PGA Tour after Ben Haas. Like, I'm just done with that.
4: Um, like, so... You're a loser
3: for a reason. But here's, here's my thing. What is t- what is the difference between Rose and Day? Like, Rose is 40 points higher than Day. They both were former world number ones that won here. That had a really good year last year. I don't think Day's playing 40 points better than Rose.
2: Agreed. Day has better PR with the Malbon stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I would much rather bet Rose at 55 yeah. than Day. And like, to be I don't honest know if I'm going to get
3: there, but will Vic lap if he plays well?
2: Oh, for sure. And I think that the way that I'm going to structure it is if I bet Morikawa at 12 and Harry at 55 which I have, I bet I haven't pulled the trigger on the Morikawa at 12, but I'm probably leaning in that direction. Harris English at 55, I got, which I was really happy with. I have room for one more guy in the 50 range, and it's either going to be Sapp Rose or Hideki who we haven't mentioned, but uh, yeah, any of those three guys I think are fine. And I would imagine if you're going to, pot commit yourself to Morikawa, yeah. you probably have room for a similar structure yeah. where you can go call in 12 and yeah. then you could probably fit Keegan at 35 or you could go two guys in the 50 to 70 range.
3: Yeah, honestly. So I just want full disclosure, you know, I'm I'm all about sustainable ROI. You know, it's one of my biggest talking points and it's an issue I care deeply about.
2: I'm Brian is that. the police with the um, we've seen some really questionable behavior, yeah, in the early starts to the season with some it friends hurts. on Twitters. And we hate to see it. We hate yeah, to and, see and
3: it. i'm I'm for defunding the police like in general, but I'm not for I think we need to up the police on on golf Twitter. but they those odds aren't. they're on like better golf odds, and they might move on Bookmaker. but two guys at fourteen is six x. And I'm usually 7X, it's not out of the question. Like, I just want to put, and I never do it. It's a true, like, you know, this is my first time situation. Yeah. But there is a a world in which I bet two guys at like 14 or 12. And And I'm just putting
2: it out there so you can't give me shit. I just want it to be known. It's not something I usually do. Yeah. But I'm making an exception.
3: I'll be 8X you know, the next week or something to make up. I'll make it up
2: to you guys. (laughs) Uh,
3: I'll make it up, but that's not out of the question, but you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta buckle down and I I gotta figure out like what I want my farmer's insurance betting card to be like, because this is, you know, a big turning point in my life. And, you know, we we need a good card this week. I mean, this is very important um, to me.
2: Um, Any long shots that you want to quickly mention before we finish up with some football, I'm probably not betting any of these guys outright, but there are a couple guys I would mention for top twenties and daily fantasy. Is there any are there are any long shots that have your attention this week? Do you play DFS still?
3: Um when I have money, I do. Um, you know, we're a part of you know, run Pure community. So, yeah. you know, we're we're getting like leverage in the Discord and, and stuff <laughs> like that. It's actually and,
2: funny because most of the other Rumpier guys are not hashtag team leverage like yeah, and I am I, the big hashtag team leverage guy. So you actually fit right in with yeah. RPS, and I'm Lorette songs. No,
3: a hundred percent. If you know, if I had some money in my DraftKings, I would a hundred percent be down to play. But DraftKings is really hard, as you know. And if I'm gonna like lose five hundred bucks a week on a golf tournament and not care, like throwing an extra you know hundred dollars in there is just not. Um, The best, like, you know, you know, our mutual friend, Tommy, he bets all my outrights top 10s. When's, when's Tommy,
2: when's Tommy going to hit me up to play L Cab? We're
3: going to play El Cab Friday of rib week or Thursday. Like, yeah, I knew that was a, in.
2: I knew that was a foregone conclusion, but like, why hasn't Tom, how long has Tommy been no, living in LA? I,
3: I've been hyping up. L Cap to him. I'm like, it's awesome. It's, aw- it's really awesome. And I, I, you know, I played my fair share of country club. Shout
2: out Reese Jones, played. you know, yeah,
3: like <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's not just everything about it is fair share. so shout out El Cap, but he's like, dude, why do you just bet your outrights top 10 every week? I'm Like, yeah, it's set. It's great when I hit like one or two and have a good week, but to win a substantial amount on a top 10, like I'd have to win like three, 400 bucks, like to even matter. And then if I just have a bad week, which is so easy to do, yeah. then you're down another 200, 300. Like, yeah. I just don't subscribe to that. I'd rather just rip my guys outright. And if they win, they win. Maybe bet my long shots. Yeah.
2: Out. But the I, I agree with you for the most part. But the problem with that is what do you do when you have a guy that you like yeah. that you don't think can win, but you want to make money on being right about
3: yeah. him? Yeah. No, the, I agree with that because- i was thinking about this and like there's nothing in golf like jt poston perfect example i thought jt poston would have a good season i thought he would Mm -hmm. have a bunch of good results like i can't bet his over receiving yards for the year like so that's where golf betting is tough where you could think a guy's gonna have a good year and maybe win a few events but there's no sustainable way to bet that unless you just bet on top 20 Well, fantasy it's golf.
2: Good. Like we tried to do it last year and I, I just, it didn't really take, um, yeah. I think there's still I, people I, that do it. I'm in the same league that I was last yeah. year and it's really fun, but I don't know. Maybe the marketing wasn't right around it. I think still people are like trying to push that as a yeah. fun season long idea, but even the league that we ran last year with a bunch of our buddies, like there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm to, to run it back, but that's kind of the only way that I could think about investing in a player longer term, I guess underdog, this underdog draft thing people are really into, but I haven't looked. Yeah. That's
3: not, I haven't been, been vibing around with that,
2: but um, yeah, I mean, it's just tough.
3: Like, you know, we, we have a lot of takes about a lot of different golfers and to have, think someone's going to have a good year or could win a major. Like you just kind of have to catch lightning in a bottle for a week. But like, you know, I just want more Vic laps and green checks, like when I think someone's going to have a good year. So that's kind of what I've been grappling with them um, in my life and, and going back and forth about.
2: Um, okay. So before we do football, I'm going to just give three names straight up that I think are going to, that I mentioned on a podcast that I can Vic lap. Yeah. Taylor Moore, San Diego, like sneaky red community in San Diego. <laughs> just, no, just because wanna, that's the thing. Just like, you, throw only throw can, that out. you only you play can, Taylor <laughs> Moore in in red zones. Like you do not <laughs> no, like, but you still, do not like want Diego. the libs to get to Taylor Moore. Like and San Diego is sneaky red. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> no, because
3: I, I was I was looking at, at the leaderboard last year, and I was like, oh, Taylor Moore podcast. I'm like, that's kind of interesting because California is very blue. State, very but, blue, yeah. But in reality, San Diego is actually like kind of conservative. Sneaky so rat, maybe he yeah. he feels a little bit at home. There. He feels so I, a
2: little <laughs> bit more at home. In, <laughs> I, in like in San Diego. I like the Taylor Moore play.
3: I like the Taylor Moore play.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: I've kind of talked about, I didn't do a lot of course breakdown on this pod, but one of the things I was talking about in the article is putting inside 15 feet slash experience on POA really important, right? I think you can get an edge by looking at putting, particularly on POA greens, distance off the tee, particularly if it's going to be wet and long iron play, right? And you know the two guys in this entire field that ranked top twenty. I threw this out in the Discord this morning, and nobody could get it. But the two guys that ranked top twenty in all three of those putting from five to fifteen feet, long iron play, and driving distance: Taylor Moore and Nick Hardy. So I think if you're just looking at who are low priced guys that fit the fit the Tory Pines mold, I think. Uh, Taylor Moore and Nick Hardy. And I have been saying this for a couple weeks now. I was high on him at the Sony. I was high on him at the Amex. Michael Kim is bigger than his Twitter personality. And you know,
1: he
3: won the John Deere classic in 2018. In 2018. You didn't know. And he also <laughs> didn't think Cam Smith's putt at the old course was impressive at all. You're never going to get hard. out
2: for that take.
3: No, it's fine. I honestly <laughs> like Mike Kim. Like Just sometimes on Twitter, I'm just like, dude, what? But you did invent Mike Kim. I will give you that.
2: I invented Mike Kim as the golfer. I was like, hey, guys, I think Mike Kim might be decent at golf too. And he finished six at the Amex. The only thing I'm a little concerned about, did the lights get too bright? Yes. The first couple times that Xander played Torrey, it didn't work out for him too well. I'm just going to say this as somebody that has been attending Torrey for five years. There's not going to be like a Michael Kim crowd, okay? Yeah. You know, there's never been a Xander crowd. It's a well-attended tournament, but it's not like this guy's playing in front of all of the home fans of San Diego this yeah. week. He's on the interview schedule, which is a little odd to me uh, that it's Michael Kim, Xander and Keegan, I believe I can check on who the other guy was. I think there's one more, but I like Michael Kim as a golfer. I'm going to, you know, he's hundred and. 50 to 1 this week.
3: I feel like you should you should be on him. Like I like I think you, you were scared last week when you didn't when you didn't have an outright ticket on him and he was personating, right?
2: That's like, true.
3: But yeah. I don't know if he's gonna actually win this event. Are you in uh, did you say something about Bramlett? Like this? Bramlett Yes, I like, Bramlett, like Bramlett too. Bramlett? I should have
2: mentioned him too. He's yeah.
3: 350 to one.
2: Yeah, he's wow, that's a good number. Yeah, look, <laughs> the Tuesday interview schedule, I'll give you Kim last. Keegan Bradley, six-time PGA Tour winner, including major champion. Max Homa, world number seven, 2023 Farmers Insurance Open, and seven-time PGA Tour winner. Xander Shoffley, world number five Olympic gold medalist, seven-time PGA Tour winner. La Jolla native and San Diego State University product. And then 9.45 a.m., Michael Kim. 2018
3: winner of the John Deere class.
2: No, it just says 2011 Torrey Pines High School graduate. (laughs) <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! One dude. of these things is not like the other. <laughs> no, well, he he legitimately <laughs> like tweets so he
3: could get these interviews and stuff like that. Like that was his working. You know, that was his. Um, you know, this is his like his this is Super
2: yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is the Super Bowl. Okay, let's talk about the NFC AFC championship ah. games. Uh, Josh Allen and the Bills won one playoff game. Um, yeah. You said that was their ceiling this year, no, so no, you can, can pick lap can that. You just,
3: can you admit that you would have dunked on me if they won their second game?
2: Totally. Okay. I w- so- I have so many Josh Allen bookmarked tweets from you that are just going to stay bookmarked forever. <laughs> no,
3: it's fine. I, honestly, I was just not as high on the bills this year as you were. Rightfully and we so. had a little bit We had a little thing going on all year, and Josh Allen had some stinker games, and I kind of like to laugh at him. However, we did play O'Kill on the same day as Josh um, Allen passed, in the rain. We, we passed each other by, and I was like, "Hey, Josh Allen!" I ran I was like, "Can I take a pick? No, I didn't do that, but, but I wanted to do that. Uh, but yeah, but Brian look, knows
2: country clubs. Like yeah, Brian, exactly. some people like, know ball. Brian knows country clubs.
3: A hundred percent. Like I've never had any incidents at at um. You can take me clubs, anywhere.
2: Never.
1: Like truly,
3: like. I kind of like like um, just a few places. Like, if anyone has a connection to Bel Air, that's my number one bucket list course. I really would like to play Bel Air. Also, Cypress Point. I'm not going to beg, but I would play Cypress Point. Like, would play Cypress Point. Like, you could
2: take me to National if like you want me to show up. Like, I will be there. Um, So yeah, hit Brian up. It's
3: no, it's truly no big deal. But yeah, Bel Air's number one. But yeah, Bills Blues. They're cursed. I like because normally. Like, if the Bills won a Super Bowl in, like, the 70s or whatever, or the 80s, then you could say, okay, they made a deal with the devil, and that's why they lost all the Super Bowls, and that's why they keep losing to the Chiefs. But the Bills don't even have a Super Bowl to kind of go back on and say that's why they haven't won. Like, they were just cursed, but they have nothing to show for it.
2: I agree with you. I don't know how I'm going to assess this team next year. I kind of at like a Xander Cantlay inflection point with them, where... <laughs> I'm done with those guys at majors, and I don't know if I'm approaching that with the Bills. I didn't think this Chiefs team was good all year, and I know a switch kind of flips in the playoffs with them, and Mahomes has already, in these first two playoff games, has looked a lot better than he looked at times during the regular season. Statistically... Just wasn't a very good season for Mahomes, and suddenly now Rasheed Rice is like going number one, dude. Kelsey's kind of come alive again after yeah. really disappointing this season. Shout out your girl. Shout out, yep, yep. Shout out Taylor. Uh, NFL did whatever they could to get Taylor to the to the, and the Libs. championship and the webs yeah. and Moderna. What's, what's on Hunter's laptop? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Let me ask you a quick question though, just before we put a bow on Alan. And then I want to ask you uh, your picks for the games, but I'm going to give you four quarterbacks. And you're going to tell me if you're starting a franchise tomorrow, Alan or this guy. Yeah. If you're starting a franchise tomorrow, forget money. It's yeah. a team with a lot of good weapons. Let's say Alan or Herbert.
3: Allen by a field, by a mile. Like okay. that's not even a comparison in my opinion.
2: Okay. okay. Allen or Purdy? Allen. Okay. Allen or Lamar?
3: It's a coin flip
2: to me. Yeah, like that is tough. a true I'd maybe go Lamar flip. to be honest. Like
3: Josh Allen more like the type of guy you want to like bring home to mom and dad. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. That. that was a joke. But no, I, I, I mean, they both have the mobility. I think Lamar makes less mistakes. Josh Allen probably has a, a better arm.
2: Okay. So
1: it's that's a toss up to me.
3: I'll go Lamar though.
2: Okay, Allen or Burrow? I give I'm going sl- I'm going Burrow. I I'm a huge really? Joe. I, I I'm a, a slight, big Joe Burrow fan.
3: I give a slight edge to Allen to be completely honest. I, I don't know. Is it
2: Burrow like Josh Allen if he could beat the Chiefs? Like Burrow's done what Allen's been trying to do for five years
3: yeah but like he's hurt right now so it's hard for me to assess it
2: okay fair enough we'll see how he comes back from the industry allen or cj stroud
3: yeah i mean that i mean i think cj Stroud is him but no I, i would take josh allen
2: um at this point You're not even gonna. I I think you got to take Allen now, but I feel like that could that's subject to change very quickly. Yeah, I I will go. I will go for one more year. Yeah,
3: I will go on the record and say CJ Stroud is good at football. Like I want that kind of out in the in the ether because I I, yeah Yeah. Stroud good
2: at football. Okay, so do you have any early leans for the two games?
3: So, I think you know. I think the sharp. I will. I want to start with the Niners Lions game just because I, I that I have more takes on that. I think the sharper, you know, play would be to take the Niners because they're off a bad performance and the Lions played really well against, you know, a pretty bad Bucks team. Right. However, my favorite bet, <laughs> I like the over in this game, like, you know, you know, classic, but I really like the over in Lions Niners. Lions overs have hit. Um, at a pretty high rate all year. Debo the Rams Lions over made. should have
2: had, and that was yeah. just a killer. Yeah, yeah, so
3: that's basically a green check. Um, yeah. the, the Lions didn't even play the box. I really don't know, but I like the over in this game. I don't know. I mean, what, what? how do you assess this Lions team? I think that's like, are they actually good?
2: I, I personally, I think that the 49ers had their adversity game. And I think okay. they're gonna okay. I think they're gonna roll. I do. I think that you look at the playoff performances of previous Super Bowl champions, and usually it doesn't happen every single year, yeah. but most years there's an adversity game where the Super Bowl champions look a little bit shaky at one point. And I think the 49ers had their adversity game. Like I think the Packers punched them in the mouth. I had some big questions about Kyle Shanahan's. I was texting you guys this. Like I I do not love the way that Kyle Shanahan coached that game. I had some questions about his decision-making. I think Debo is going to come back and they'll have their full arsenal of weapons. McCaffrey still looked amazing. Um, I don't think the Lions have the secondary to really make Brock uncomfortable the way that a team like the Ravens did. So right now, I lean Niners Minus seven, but but it, it's, I, it's a big it's
3: number to lay in an NFC championship. Really
2: game. big number to lay in yeah. in an NFC championship game. But I think the Niners are gonna win the game. Yeah, and I you know will
3: you that?
2: Yep, I'm gonna be clap okay. that. I think the Niners will win the game. Um yep, and then yeah. Chiefs Ravens. I have Good. such an aversion to this Chiefs team for some reason, and I know at a certain point it's like Mahomes is an underdog, I get it, I get it, but we are so quick to forget how bad this team looked at, at times during the regular season. And I'm a little more analytically based in my approach. And my priors on this Chiefs team is just, this is not a good Chiefs team. And, and maybe I'm placing them in the context with other great Chiefs teams, but I do think they get clipped by, by the Ravens this week. It's the year of the hardball. So I'm I I'm going. I would if you're asking me to pick gun to my head, I would lay the points in both games. I, okay. I would, yeah.
3: No, I I agree. I lean Ravens over Chiefs. To be honest, like I, I really hate the the three and a half. You know, I wish it was three. Um, Do you think
2: what's the square bet? Because I was tr- okay, but like I looked at oh every the square bet is the Chiefs last week and. Like the it was a lot of money on the bills too, so it's like our people yeah, I mean, in I on think the cheese. Or... I
3: think with these games, there's so much action, you can make the case for either side. Right, like it's not like you know Houston Jags like Week Four, where like totally. you know where like your syndicate is, you know, just hammering one side. <laughs> but yeah, I Vegas. think you could make the case either side. I would think you know, like if I asked my dad what I would he would like in this game. He would actually probably say the Ravens because he hates the Chiefs. But, yeah, yeah I, I think you can make the case for either side. I like the Ravens. I like the Niners. I really like the over in-lines Niners. That will be, you know, actually Sunday night, you know, just lost all my money on Farmers, like me yeah. sweat. Like I wonder if the most,
2: the most obvious bet is teasing the Niners down <laughs> and the Chiefs up. Yeah. Like that How does that lose? Can't, that cannot lose. Because the Chiefs, even if you don't I, think they're going to win, like, the Chiefs I've never, been, they rarely I know, I, get blown I've out. I've been there. I like a good
3: teaser. Anytime, you in my opinion, you want to just tease down um, a seven or six point favorite, like it's always a close game and they usually lose. And then you're just like, why didn't I tease the dog up? I would right. personally, I think the Lions are fucking good. I would tease the Lions mm-hmm. and the Chiefs.
2: I will I'm rooting for the Lions. My cousin is a beat writer in Detroit and not to get too sappy into the narrative, but the the narrative game, but it's just I'm really happy for that city, man. They hadn't won a playoff game since like 1993. Uh and that city is it's super it's super electric right there um right now. And I do believe in the Campbell stuff a little bit. Um, I think that he is I'm pretty much just opening the door for me to be able to Viclap if the Lions <laughs> win. I said hey it was in play. Um but I think it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome weekend. And then um and then what we have we have Pebble, Pebble, waste, Phoenix, which is which Super is Bowl Super weekend, Bowl. and then the following weekend is Riviera. Yeah, that's that's correct. Jeez. and then the following weekend after that, I go to Vegas. Dude, Vegas? Yeah, I am going to Vegas. So, and Riviera, you are coming here. Is that confirmed?
3: I my my ticket's been punched for a while. King RK, me, you, Tommy, like just awesome. Joey Lamania. I heard it's Joey Lamania will great. be there. Like, yeah. it's gonna be a movie, but again, like absolutely a thousand percent El Cab Friday oh, yeah. or Thursday. With yeah. like going to be feature film. I am getting lessons. Getting iron lessons. Yeah, because when's
2: the last time you've played golf? Are you able to play much? Right I played a
3: decent amount. Um okay.
2: and I dude, been ripping the Sims on Long Island, man.
3: Like Friday night, Saturday night. They have an Steven. indoor simulator that you They have to? a bunch on Long Island. It's wow. awesome. I love it. I we played uh, Sabonic, me and Pete. <laughs> the other
2: night stick horse
3: would play there also if anyone knows
2: <laughs> no it's actually dope if anyone like, wants me to loan a million dollars loan me a million dollars to be a member at sabonic like would be down
3: <laughs> yeah um no that that's you know that's creeping up in my rankings uh yeah. sabonic after playing it on the simulator that Subonic's was
2: Sabonic's. Awesome. Nice yeah Subonic, but no
3: Subonic. sim sim golf is big man i got to keep my game consistent we're making a, a big effort to improve my iron game you know, we're simplifying my golf swing, no more wasted movements. And I'm like, we are coming out with a vengeance in 2024 with my golf game. Do you
2: know that Sim Golf, this will be the last thing I'll say because I got to hop into another one. But do you know that Sim Golf is the second fastest growing sport in America? Do you know yeah. what number one is? Pickleball. Right. Yeah. And pickleball and, and you being out on pickleball is like one of the worst takes I've ever heard I, because okay. you are a tennis player.
3: Yeah. And I was all division high school tennis and <laughs> like, that's Have where, you ever tried it. Yeah. I've played it a couple times. It's like, all right. Have you played fine. it with like, the right I, people? Anytime I play, oh my God. Anytime I play pickleball, I'm like, I would rather play tennis.
1: Like that's just how disagree. I feel. Because, Tennis is such I like a like, workout. Pickleball, like,
3: yeah, you can kind of just because I want to feel like I'm doing something athletic, not like I'm playing ping pong or something. But play
2: me in singles in pickleball, and you'll run around. I agree that doubles pickleball is kind of like man, you're not really yeah. getting a workout. But singles pickleball rules. So yeah, I mean, listen, I have rackets. There's pickleball courts. They're right next to the first team. No,
3: well, you still think you could beat me
2: at tennis, which you can't. For so, sure. Like and we can we first. can play tennis at El Cap too if you want no, to like, do that. That as well. is
3: first, like after 18, like I just shot a 102. Like you were on the tennis court. Like you just Done. beat me like two up on eighteen. I'm like, get to the fucking tennis court right now. Like we're going. But yeah, pickleball. I I'm just not in right now. I just like tennis too much.
2: Okay. We can work on that. All right, BK, who's on T I B this week? Uh,
3: new guest, Ian Mac. Uh he's a he's an all sports handicapper. We're gonna talk some NFL like we just did, go talk some golf. He he's a he's a local guy. So um I'm excited. We're potting tonight, Monday night tip.
2: Anything else to plug?
3: Nothing to plug. Is T I B
2: sponsored by Bet's? Um so. no.
3: No, it's it's ad for a free agent. Um, Are yeah, you looking
2: for, for a sponsor. No, I don't really like like
3: I like that I do my pot and I don't have to promote anything.
2: That's that's a good take. That's fair. Yeah. I agree. And
3: you. like I don't need the money. Especially if you have a
2: hashtag so. job.
3: Yeah. 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 And it just it's not worth it. Like the plus and minus isn't. But um yeah, I'm glad we could um could pod. Um looking forward to Riv Week and I'm looking forward to to cashing our column ticket.
2: All right, BK. See you soon, my band. All right, that is it for the podcast. We'll be back next week breaking down pebble beach signature event that's going to be a lot of fun if you want to check out more of my content puresports.com, promo code andy to get you that discount enjoy the golf this weekend enjoy the football this weekend if you are at tory pines come say hi i'll be there all four days and we will see you back on this podcast feed next week cheers if i ventured in the slipstream between the viaducts
3: of your dream, where steel rims crack, and the dead back
1: road stop.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.